Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting, tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. Hope you guys are doing well. How's everybody doing? Today's Wednesday, my favorite day of the week because I get to have the most interesting conversations, and you guys get to be a witness of it. And today, my guest is astrologer, certified tarot master, and author, Kareen Kenner, and we're going to be talking about her book, called Gently Haunted, True Stories from the Haunted Antique Shop. And it's really cool because I had just finished the book this morning. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, So to my regulars who are here every week, I want to say thank you again for being with me every week and and listening to my show. It means the world to me. And for those of you who are new to my show, I just want to give you a big, warm welcome. Thanks for being here with me today. A little bit about me. I am also a photographer and an author, and I have a book out, and it's titled Postcards to the Universe, Harness the Universe's Power and Manifest Your Dreams. And in my book, there are 30 manifesting stories along with the photographs that I took of the contributors' manifesting postcards along with their own personal stories. And in the book, I include writing exercises, and it helps us get clear on the things we want to manifest, right? Because we always want to manifest more abundance in our life. And a toolbox full of exercises on how we can manifest things such as more love, more money, better health, a better career, and so much more. So if you're interested in doing these inner work exercises, getting clear on what it is you want and manifesting and reading people's incredible journeys of transformation, inspiration, and manifesting, please go to your favorite bookstore or you can purchase it online. Each week I say the same thing. I'm always asking people to send me a manifesting postcard. And it's kind of like a little mini vision board. A lot of people are familiar with vision boards. Everybody does them around the new year, right? What we want for the new year. So um, send me a manifesting postcard. And you can find out how to do that and where to send it at my website, postcardstotheuniverse.com. There's a little section on how to create a manifesting postcard and where to send it. And if you like Facebook and you love to be in public Facebook groups that are fun and uplifting, join mine, Postcards of Love. So each week I share a, uh, I call them a magical message. I post them on my social media. It's an image of a manifesting postcard that I photograph with an affirmation. And I like to focus on affirmations for the week. I find them uh, 
very powerful, and I think they're a great way for it to become a new belief in our lives. So this week's magical message is make a life you love. So when you're making a life you love, you must first accept everything that is already in your life, both the good and the bad. Sometimes that's hard, especially with the bad, but we have to accept what is, right? And find joy and strength inside of ourselves. And it doesn't mean that we don't have problems, but if it will help us learn how to deal with our problems without letting them consume us, because sometimes we do that. If we're having an issue, we allow it to consume us instead of looking at all the other things in our life that are blessings. And also recognize that you're making the life that you want not what someone else wants for you. And don't give any thought on how other people are thinking how you should live your life and the life that you love. So a few things to do is we can examine and look at ourselves, our current life, and what, does, what needs to change in our life. Holding myself accountable, you know, that takes a while to practice, but becoming accountable for what my life is and my environment looks like and everything in it because I attracted it to me. And that, and that you know, that goes for you guys too. Whatever is in your life, be accountable for it. Somehow you attracted it into your environment. And to redefine relationships. Do some people need to go? Do others need to be reexamined and redefined? Think about all your relationships. And creating a vision for yourself. What do you imagine your life should look like? Throughout all the hows, it's going to happen at first. Just what would you love your life to look like? And here is when you're going to get to the planning, once you know that, by creating the steps to having that life. You know, take one little small action step a day to bring you to that place of making the life that you love. Find out what your passion is, what brings you joy, and what feeds your energy. And get rid of everything that no longer brings you joy or minimize the clutter and chaos you can do that in your space, in your mind, in your heart, in your life. Throw out all the old to make room for the new. Be open to what comes your way and get excited about the possibility because when we're excited about the possibility, it changes the energy. And that's what we want because that's what attracts the things we want to us is when our energy shifts. Um, be the change. Whatever it is that you want or envision, be that. Be that change that you seek for your life become that. And of course, I talk about it all the time, uh, gra being grateful, gratitude for everything you already have and everything that shows up. It's leading you to making a life that you love. So just wanted to share that. Okay, next week I have Lisa Robertson. She is the Tarot High Priestess Personified, the leading disruptive visionary of creative consciousness, bringing the world to bring bridging the world of the arcana and mundane with her book, A Year of Angel Guidance, an introduction to 12 new guardians. Readers enjoy a daily dose of divine medicine with this book's inspiring messages sent by the angelic realm's unsung heroes. So we'll get to know more about that next week. Now to get to my guest today, Corrine Kenner specializes in bringing metaphysical subjects down to earth. She is an author, astrologer, certified tarot master, and owner of the Haunted Antique Shop and Paranormal Museum in DeLand, Florida. In her latest book, Gently Haunted, 
True Stories from the Haunted Antique Shop, Corrine Kenner recounts gentle hauntings of her Florida antique shop. Meet the ghost of Annette Dennis, who holds everyone in the shop to her high musical standards, and the spirits of Jim and Rosie Hearn, who possess the store's newlywed dolls, whether they are attracted to the century-old bungalow or the collectibles sold within it. These spirits interact with the living to show us life's joys. In addition to hopeful stories, this book provides numerous tips for using psychometry, pendulisms, dowsing rods, and tarot cards. She is one of the world's leading experts on the connections between tarot and astrology with a level one certification from the National Council for Geocosmic Research, a highly respected astrology association. Kenner has written several books about tarot and astrology, including Tarot and Astrology, Tarot for Writers, and Astrology for Writers. And you can follow along and learn more about her at kareenkenner.com. That's C-O-R-R-I-N-E-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. Welcome, Kareen. Thanks for being here with me today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about your book and your shop. So uh, let's get into, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into all the mystical woo-woo stuff that you're doing. I love it. <laughs> well, I didn't start out woo-woo. It just kind of happened along the way. <laughs> right. I actually have, have always wanted to be and had worked as a writer. So for me, learning tarot and astrology were all ways of understanding the storytelling process. Mm, um, makes sense. When, when I first started my career, I was a newspaper reporter. So I, I was spending you know, all day, every day, talking to strangers, asking them questions about their lives, um, finding out what made people tick, writing about their problems and their, the, the solutions they had to their problems for newspapers. Um, and as odd as it sounds, that's the exact same thing I do now as a tarot reader and <laughs> as an astrologer. Right. I, you know, I see that the cards are incredible tools for helping people visualize where they are and see a path to solving whatever problems they might have. And believe it or not, tarot is actually based on astrology. All 78 cards of the tarot deck correspond to a planet or a sign or a degree of the zodiac. So it's all very visual, but it lends itself to storytelling and story writing. Mm, yeah, and at the end of your book, you actually have a chapter where you go through the cards and you associate um, each card to a certain um, whatever your astrology sign is, which I thought was really interesting because I had never seen it like that before, you know. So I was like, oh, this is very helpful having have the way that you laid that out. But, um, okay. yeah, and I could see how being the reporter and asking questions is kind of the same thing when you're sitting with a client and you, they've come to you because most of the times people come to you because – we obviously have questions, right? We want answers yeah. to something. We need Absolutely. help, right? We want to tap into the mystical and the spiritual and guidance. So, yeah, so you're laying out all the, the tools and your interpretation of what's coming. So I could see how you're helping people and it's kind of like the same thing. That's pretty yeah, interesting. Really so how did you happen to buy a antique shop, a haunted antique shop? Like how did, well, how did that happen? 
I stumbled into it. I was looking for an office space where I could write and teach and do tarot readings. And this little vintage shop around the corner from my house came up for sale. Really, really cheap. It was like shockingly inexpensive. And so I kind of wandered in and it snowballed from there. Um, I didn't realize how haunted the old house was before (laughs) I had been here for a while. Right. And so it led me to, you know, kind of expand my own philosophy of how things work, too, because I, I, you know, over weeks and months, I realized that antiques not just hold energy, but they are almost like portals to the past so that we can connect with our own memories, with the people that we've loved and lost along the way, and with a different time and place and energy. So it's been really eye-opening and really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the book I wrote, I actually started out just as a like a question and answer brochure for people who came into the shop wondering what it was all about, how things worked. And before I knew it, I had way more than a brochure could hold. So it turned yeah. into the gently haunted book. Oh, I love it. So, um when you before you purchased the shop, did you did you have experiences with uh, spirits, ghosts, that kind of stuff, or did this just open up for you after you got the shop? I'd always had a certain amount of experience with it. I've always been able to hear things, um, to know things I shouldn't technically have known mm-hmm. um, when I have toured historic sites. I've been able to know what happened there without being told or reading ahead of time what had happened. Um, Mm. But owning the shop has definitely helped me hone those skills. And I've always used tarot cards, too, to connect with the spirit world, Not, not just the energies of the tarot cards or of astrology, but psychic impressions come to me through the cards. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, especially now having my show, I meet so many people who, who read the car, who read cards or psychically connected and, you know, they get more and more, they open up more and more and more, the more work that they do. So your shop, um, is what, what did it, was it filled with all the antiques when you purchased it? And you, you, you also took over that part or did you, start buying antiques after you got the shop? It was a vintage shop. So it had it had a few antiques. It had a lot of stuff from the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I, I cleared out the stuff that wasn't truly antique, and I've brought in a lot more antiques mm-hmm. over time. Um, uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it had it had it had clothing, for example, and I don't know anything about vintage clothing, so I kind of sold that off. And the room that we use for clothing is now my tarot parlor. I, I should maybe tell you how it's set up. The shop yeah. itself is in a in a historic property. It's a Craftsman bungalow that was built in 1920. Mm. So it's not huge, but it's got like six rooms. It has two original bedrooms. I use one for our tarot parlor. I use one for my writing studio. It's got a front parlor with a fireplace, 
which is where we keep some of our more high-end antiques in that area. We also have what was the originally the dining room, so we use that for meeting space. And then the original kitchen of the house we use for um, what we call primitives, old kitchenware, dishware, interesting things like old coffee grinders, because we are a full-fledged antique shop with paranormal objects on site. Yeah, and you talk in the book about um, the objects, how you allow some of the objects into your shop, and how objects hold on to a lot of the energies of its previous owners, and that's why some of them are, I guess, more haunted than others, which we'll get into, because you talk about, you have your cabinet of curiosities, which I thought was really interesting. You know, we'll share about that. So and about how some certain things that you don't like anything that has horror associated with it or violence associated with it, if you know, if you, you know, because I know you're not always fully aware of where some items have come from, but I guess you get a sense of it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we like to keep to the gently haunted theme. Yeah, the gently haunted. I like that, gently haunted, because I think I would be really scared especially at night. Okay, I just see that we're at the first break. So before we, because I want to talk about some of the things in your shop. So let's take our break here and then we'll talk about that when we come back. So you guys stay tuned and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Conscious Media for Conscious Minds. Ohm Times. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Hi, I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell? to bring anything you can imagine into your life. Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited. The rainbow is God's promise of hope for you and me. And though the clouds hang heavy and the sun we cannot see, we know above the dark clouds that fill the stormy sky, 
Hope's rainbow will come shining through when the clouds have drifted by. Teresa Caprio is the president and founder of Rainbow Guardian Inc., a nonprofit 501c3 serving the intellectually challenged slash developmentally disabled, including autism. Teresa started the foundation in 1995 so she could help make a better life for her intellectually challenged daughter. Her dream is that the Rainbow Guardian will provide the necessary tools and education to help the public understand the special needs population because it's often discarded in mainstream society. To find out more or make a donation in support, please go to www.rainbowguardian.org. Rainbow Guardian's special mission is to see these unique people live a happy, full life and have a future of liberty and equality. share with us in the book, um, your resident ghosts that you know uh, live in the, the, the shop or, or haunt the shop, I should say. I don't know where they live, but haunt the shop. Well, I, I don't know that they live here because I do <laughs> think spirits are free to come and go at right. will. But I know we're visited by the spirits of the, the first two people to live in this bungalow when it was built in 1920, and their names were James and Lucinda. James was a chauffeur because we're here in central Florida where a lot of people, like now, they used to come spend winters down here to get out of the mm -hmm. snow and the cold up north. So he was, he was a chauffeur, and his wife, Lucinda, would have been a homemaker. Um, we have a chair in our front parlor by our fireplace, an old reproduction rocking chair that we say is Lucinda's chair because it rocks by itself. So before we sit in a before we sit in it ourselves, we will ask Lucinda for permission. Um, James, we hear at the back door of the house, which is probably where he would have come and gone because there was a garage in the back. And so we, we have heard him say, hey, and hello. And I'm not the only one who's heard him. Um, my kids have heard him and customers have heard him. But he sounds very friendly. He's got a deep baritone voice and he just seems like he's really welcoming people to the shop. Yeah. You never get um, afraid. Were you afraid at first or you're used to it no, now? No, because, because it never actually really feels scary. Mm -hmm. I do feel like sometimes I get pranked. A lot of times <laughs> <laughs> I will be I'll be in my office and I'll hear the front door chime like a customer is coming in and I can even hear voices like they're talking to each other and I hear the door close and I hear footsteps coming in the front and by the time I get out to say hello, there's nobody there. And it's not like they've opened the door and they're on the front porch either. It's, it's just, yeah, they're just making themselves known. Uh -huh. 
Why do you think that? So if they were the first residents of the home from 1920, we're talking 100 years ago, why do you think ghosts like hang around? Because I know a lot of people think like they're, they're trapped, but you even mention in the book that you don't believe that. You think that they just come when they, because they want to come. Right, because it's actually, I think it's because it's such a great old house. Mm-hmm. It's got a great energy. It feels wonderful to be here. It's a great place for people watching. I think they just check in on what must have been their biggest investment in life. Mm, Also, I think that antiques themselves are a draw for the spirit world because by definition, everything we have that's still around, we have because it was beautiful and it was Mm -hmm. useful and it was loved. Loved enough that it was passed down from generation to generation. So it's not it's not always necessarily the fact that antiques belonged to the spirits mm-hmm. that are drawn to them, but they remind them of their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. One thing yeah. I didn't know before I bought the shop, but ghost hunters, when they come to investigations at the shop, mm-hmm. they will often bring children's toys or almost like offerings, things to entice spirits to come interact with them. Um, Mm. And antiques are one of the the most basic and obvious enticements to the spirit world. Yeah. Um, You talk about in your book um, your cabinet of curiosities, and it's one of the most haunted parts of the shop, you say, about certain objects that seem to have... Um, I don't know, move on their own, do things on their own. And it was really fascinating to me, you know. Um, I think, was it, is it Haunted Charlie that was the doll? Is the yes, doll? Haunted yeah. Charlie was a doll yeah. that we kept in the, the armoire, the, ca- the cabinet. The Cabinet of Curiosities is probably the first thing you see when you walk into the shop. Mm-hmm. It's an old French armoire that um, looks like the, the armoire in Beauty and the Beast. And we just have always displayed our most um, spectacular pieces in the armor, things that, things that kind of take your breath away, including this little doll called, we call him Haunted Charlie, who sits in a little wooden chair. And one day we were standing talking to some customers and they, they had looked at everything in the cabinet and closed the cabinet doors when there was this banging sound from inside the cabinet and we opened the doors and Charlie and his chair were both turned completely around 180 degrees and even the little crocheted doily that they were sitting on was rumpled like somebody had just taken it and twisted it around to the back and so we realized that Charlie didn't want to be behind closed doors we moved him to the fireplace mantle and since then he just he can see everything that's going on in the shop, and we, we laughingly call him the protector or the guardian of the shop. <laughs> that would freak me out. I'm, dolls creep me out. <laughs> I never even liked them as a kid. Those dolls that look like the those porcelain, a lot of the porcelain ones that have the, like, baby, the little face. I, yeah, I never liked them. I never liked them as a kid. And you mentioned that a lot of people feel that way. They creep people out. Why is that? What is it with the dolls? There's something called the uncanny valley effect where your brain can't quite reconcile why something 
should look so alive and yet is not alive. Mm-hmm. And so it just it's a psychological effect that old dolls have on a lot of people. Not to mention that there have been some movies with scary dolls. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlie actually is actually pretty cute, though, because you have yeah, pictures. Super you have pictures. Cute. Yeah, so he is really cute. He doesn't have that creepy effect that some of the other dolls do, you know. But no, he's what's called a grumpy boy doll. He's about 100 years old, too, when boy dolls were not very common. And it's so funny because sometimes we'll look at him and he'll he'll be scowling at us, and other times he seems to be just. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Smiling devilishly at us. He's super yeah. cute, though. Everybody likes him. Yeah, he's cute. So, why do you think certain objects have more of a. Um, haunting to them is it that the the person when they were alive who owned it is still somehow attached to the object is that is that what and they and they sort of manipulate it and play with it to get our attention that's one possibility another possibility is that spirits we knew will use that as a way to to remind us of them it's interesting that the more energy we put into the shop, the more the more we make it a welcoming place, not only for ghosts, but also for people who want to connect with the spirit world, the more of that positive energy we seem to, to experience when we're here. It's almost like that old Field of Dreams saying, if you build mm-hmm. it, they will come. Mm-hmm. If, if you welcome both spirits and mm-hmm. curious people, the energy kind of builds and you get more of both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, and you said some, you've mentioned in the book that sometimes you get contacted by people who have pieces that were, you know, maybe have dark uh, forces around them or they'll tell you it's like cursed or something and you don't accept those objects, right? The only cursed thing I have in the shop is my Aunt Dolores' wedding ring. <laughs> yes, you mentioned that in the book. This is such but a she, funny story. It was yeah. a great story because I love what your aunt says. So I'll let you share what you, you had a, you connected with your aunt about the ring. So I'll let you share. Yeah, that. well, growing up, my grandmother had it in her jewelry box and she would let us play with her jewelry, but she'd say, don't ever wear Aunt Dolores' ring. It's cursed. Because Aunt Dolores' first marriage was tragic and terrible. And then when my grandmother died, 
for some reason, nobody else in the family wanted the cursed ring. I don't blame them. <laughs> Wound up with it. And I, you know, I, I took it into a jeweler and ta- we talked to the jeweler about whether or not, you know, jewelry can be cursed. And it was so funny because one of the jeweler, jewelers said, oh, I don't want to touch anything that's cursed. And the other said, you know, if you think about it, all wedding rings have both good and bad attached to them because yeah. people go through so much with their rings. Mm, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And you, but but I you contacted then, Dolores, your aunt. You, I did. You, I had I had a, a session through tarot cards with her, and I asked her through the tarot, was this ring cursed? And she said, no, but my husband certainly was. <laughs> I love that. So that's what it was. It wasn't the ring. It was the husband who gave her the ring. I loved it. Yeah, that's a great story. But like some of the evil objects or things like maybe things that were used in battles that killed a lot of people, if you know that you won't accept those things because you don't want to have that energy in your in your no. space, right? Somebody offered me a human skull and I was just horrified. I thought, no, I do not want any body parts in my shop. Thanks yeah. anyway. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why you say it feels good when you walk in your shop because you don't feel like it's an evil, there's any evil forces there attaching themselves to you, you know. At, at yeah. night, is, is the activity greater at night when it's quieter? Do you notice? No, I've been here a lot of nights into the early morning hours working on different projects. Mm-hmm. And no, it just, it just always feels really welcoming and really good. Oh, good. The only thing at night is that Deland has a lot of outside cats. And sometimes I will hear outside cats on the windowsill. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure they're alive? (laughs) Maybe there's a cat haunting the town. (laughs) I didn't realize Deland was so rich in uh, history as far as um, sites in, in the area that have, you know, have, that are supposedly haunted. I didn't realize there were that many in that town. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's such an old town. It's kind of like an old west pioneer town. So there's a haunted theater. There are some haunted hotels. Um, And the original settlers who first started the town actually had a cabin across the street from the haunted antique shop. So the whole downtown area is kind of a hotbed of of spirit activity. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, now that I know this, I definitely have to. I've been to Deland once years ago, but I have to go back with a different a different perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and check it out. You, it's cool because in her book, she she tells you all a lot of the hot spots and the history of the places. So, did you have to do a lot of research to find out who lived there? I did. There, who, yeah, you luckily, really did a there's lot. a really there's a great university in town called Stetson University, which is named after the founder of the hat company who actually had a mansion here. So they have good resources, and the History Society in Deland also has amazing resources. Oh, yeah. No, it was really yeah. informative. It was, yeah, it it's was really... a research project. Yeah, it sounds like it was probably a lot of fun to put together. So you talk in your book, and I thought this was interesting, and I would ask what it was, that you have this in the store for people when they walk in. It's called an EMF meter right, Mm -hmm. that ghost hunters like to use, and you have one. What is that? Well, it picks up on energy. Um, It's it's got a little color-coded dial on it that goes from green to red, 
And Mm -hmm. if it goes toward red, it means that there's some energy present, which could be spirit activity, but it will also pick up on anything electrical. So I, I tell everybody as they go around the shop, keep it away from your cell phone, keep it away from light switches and power outlets. And people have amazing results with it, especially around things like the Haunted Charlie doll, Another area that picks up so much energy, and this surprised me, is that I have a collection of photos of what I call our neighborhood haunts, people who lived within a mile or two of the shop that were important. And those photos set off the EMS meter. And again, I think it's because those, those spirits feel recognized and welcome. And if we talk about them and look at their photos, they come back to say hello, and the meter goes off the off the charts. Mm, yeah, that makes that makes so much sense, though. Um, it's so cool. Of, yeah, of people and places, especially that would make a lot of sense. That that would have a lot of energetic uh, connection to it. So it's so it's basically picking up on an energy field that we can't see with our eyes, right? Like right. it's that sensitive. That's pretty cool. And you sell and another you thing. Go ahead. Another thing well. people have really good results with is mm-hmm. either using the reporters on their phone or bringing in a digital tape recorder. They will ask questions and then pause and wait for an answer. And we've actually heard on the playback of the recordings spirits saying their names, the names of of people who lived in the house the names of people we see in the photos because a lot of investigators don't want to know the history of the house before they come. So it kind of validates. Um, They will hear the names of the people in our photos and then when they come back and say, well, who was Elizabeth? And I'll say, well, that was John Stetson's wife, for example. It's surprising and so exciting to hear those voices on tape. Yeah, see, I just get I get the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up when I hear that because if I hear the you know it's this, I've heard tapes on you know online when I've watched videos and other people talk about it and it just sounds like it's from another plane and it just gives yeah. you that like ooh that chill up your spine. Um, there's so much more I want to talk to you about. I just looked at the clock and we're at our second break, so let's take it here and then we'll talk more. When we come back. You guys stay tuned and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. The Real Conscious Connection, Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Imagine yourself being transported to India, to the banks of the Ganga, and an ashram in Rishikesh. Visualize that you are welcome to satsang with an American sannyasi who shares the wisdom of her guru. Your visualization has manifested. Join Satvi Bhagawati Saraswati for inspiration and transformation every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio. Hi, I'm a 
Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Home Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. If I could be you, and you could be me, for just one hour, if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind, walk a mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my shoes, we've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, Green, I wanted to ask about um, Annette Dennis. She is one of the resident ghosts that is at your shop a lot and she was a was she a music teacher or something because she like is very <laughs> she, she likes to control the music that's playing in your shop <laughs> she was a music teacher in fact after the book came out a woman an older woman came into the shop and said i used to come to this house and take piano lessons from miss dennis oh her piano was right where our <laughs> checkout desk is but We've noticed that we can play older music like Frank Sinatra or big band music without too much trouble. But if we try to play anything modern or pop music, it just comes to a stop. It gets two or three lines into the song and the music just stops and we cannot get it to start again. So we, we say, well, that's Miss Dennis. You know, she's got her standards. So we do too. <laughs> I love the only that. concession she'll make is that I can play most days. I can get by with Michael Bublé because he sounds like an old time singer, but yes. otherwise nothing <laughs> contemporary. That's so funny that she's like, well, I love what you wrote. And I, 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 I posted it, um, you know, in my notes because I, I wanted to mention it. You talk about heavenly homes and you say that, that you that spirits have shown you in the afterlife is that they actually choose to carry on a heavenly version of the earthly home that they love best and i thought that was really i have never thought about it like that before and i thought oh that makes a lot of sense and that's sort of confirmation you've gotten when you've connected to the spirits absolutely yeah they show me where they're living they show me what their houses look like and it's kind of like going into a Disney movie almost because everything is just so nice and so perfect and so comfortable. Uh, I think a lot of people have had that too. If you've ever had a dream of visiting somebody who's died, you will often go into some version of what their house was like in their life. 
Only in the afterlife, it's so much nicer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, <clears throat> but that makes a lot of sense because... If heaven can be whatever you want it to be, then you could recreate where you were the happiest. Why, you know, you you could pass through the dimensions, right? Back to where you were and then back to where you are currently existing. (laughs) This is so, there's so much we don't know, right? About what happens after we die. It's just so interesting. And in the book, you share a lot of the tools that we can use to connect if we want to, if we choose to, you're saying you don't have to be like a psychic medium to connect. There's lots of things we can do. And you talk about using a pendulum and dowsing rods. Can you just share a little bit for those who don't aren't familiar with dowsing rods, what those do and what sure. they are? Sure. Dowsing rods are a couple of um, generally copper, co- copper wire rods that you can hold in your hands. And if you want to see a picture of them, just, you know, just do a quick Google for dowsing rods. But as you hold them in your hand, they kind of take on a life of their own, and they will cross or uncross in answer to your questions, or they here in the shop, they actually will move and point in the direction that you should go exploring. And the other thing we use a lot are what we call spirit keys, or pendulums made out of antique skeleton keys that you, you suspend them from a chain, and it will move one way for yes and a different way for no. And that way you can talk to the spirit world as, as well. And we call them spirit keys because that's exactly what they are. They're keys to communicating with the spirit world. And people are always shocked at how effective they are and how easy they are to learn the technique. Yeah, it's a, it actually is. I've used pendulums a lot. I love pendulums. I have a couple. But it's so funny because as I was reading your book and you were talking about the, the skeleton keys, I collect skeleton keys. I just always have. And I didn't know. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I just always like them. <laughs> so yeah. I have a whole bowl of skeleton keys. And I was like, hmm, that gives me an idea. You know, maybe one will well, jump out so- at me. <laughs> They're so beautiful and they're so symbolic for for answering questions and unlocking mysteries. You should definitely yeah. turn some of them into pendulums. <laughs> I should. Now that you 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 planted that um, idea in my head, and you know what? Um, do do people call you sometimes and um, ask you like if they feel like they're being haunted, and they want your expertise on like. They don't want it anymore, you know, because that's kind of yeah. scary. Like, because you even talk in your book that people ask you all the time, well, does a free ghost come with purchase? Like, do ghosts follow <laughs> me home sometimes, right? Sometimes. <laughs> that, that does happen occasionally, but way more often than that, I get people who come in and at first they look a little suspicious and mm-hmm. they ask if it's really haunted. And I think that they're being cynical, but what they're really looking for is an opportunity to share their own ghost stories and their own experiences. I'm just, I've just been blown away by how many people will come in and say, I live in a haunted house or 
I hear answers from the spirit world or I know things I shouldn't possibly know, I think it's a lot more common than we realize, both to be in a haunted building or to have a contact with the spirit world. Yeah. Well, I definitely uh, learned a, a, a couple of really interesting things um, from reading your book. Um, um, the word apports, that, that are objects that appear and disappear, are called apports. I'd never heard that before, so I thought that was really interesting. And I thought this was really interesting because a lot of people talk about poltergeists, right, and what poltergeists are. And yeah. you say poltergeists aren't really spirits. They're, it's our um, fear and stuff manifesting. And that yeah. happens a lot to adolescent girls. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense to me. That was Yeah, really it's like this uncontrolled, uncontrollable psychic energy that... And here in the shop, we had a teenage girl come in with her mom, and her mom was so critical of her that it made all of our sound system, Miss Dennis's sound system, just go absolutely haywire. And yeah. it, it, was, it was so uncomfortable. My daughter and I were here working that we, ha- we could hardly even think while, yeah. while this poor teenage girl was going around the shop with her mom making fun of her the whole time. But yeah, that's an example of what kind of energy can become poltergeist activity. Yeah, and I, I never, I'd never seen that or read that or heard that before. And I thought, well, if you've ever met a teenage girl, it makes a lot of sense when they're yes. very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really interesting way because I talk about manifestation, right? So why can't we manifest? moving things and we just don't realize we're doing it right and then you even say that there's a lot of um uh shared stories and myths i think you used what was it a uh, bloody mary the mirror thing because we did that as a kid i remember doing that sleepover slumber parties the bloody mary thing that we all shared stories myths legends and that if we're intellectually and collectively putting all of this together we actually collectively are manifesting it. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it can stir things up. It can, it can get energy flowing. One of the things that people ask me about is Ouija boards, whether or not the mm-hmm. Ouija boards are good or bad. And I think theoretically Ouija boards are just like any other tool for psychic mm-hmm. development or psychic communication. But people have put so much fear into Ouija boards and so much negativity that I personally don't want to use them because it's not the board, it's all the energy that people bring to it that is just a little a little scarier than I like to, to experience myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I was really, it really made me think about it too, the way you wrote it out, because I'm the same way. As a kid, we used to use Ouija boards and it was fun, but you're right. Like collectively now everybody's like, oh, don't get a Ouija board. Those things will bring bad spirits in. Well, if everybody's kind of thinking that, right, you know, yeah. and then that's the energy going into the board, don't touch a Ouija board, then of course things are going to manifest. <laughs> so... Yeah. Is that what some of the residual ghosts or hauntings are? Is that our collective energy playing back scenes from the past, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Especially things with, you know, the scary looking dolls, for example. Mm -hmm. That can definitely, 
trigger something, even if it's just in our own subconscious mind. It's that's part of the part of the fear factor. Part of the fear factor. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I never thought about those things before, but that's really, that's really interesting. And, um, and you know, something else that you wrote, this is a little bit different from the ghost things, but you started doing, um, you call them exit charts. And I thought oh, yeah. that is really interesting. So share what an exit chart is. Cause this is something you kind of came up with on your own. This isn't something a lot of people are doing. No, it's actually doing a, a horoscope chart, not for the moment of birth, but for the moment of death. Mm-hmm. And it is astounding how often that chart will serve as sort of a cosmic obituary. It will, it will describe the highlights of a person's life, of his, of his gifts and talents, and what's going to be going on with that person in the next life. So in a way, it's an exit chart from this life but a birth mm-hmm. chart for the afterlife. Yeah, no, I had and, never heard of that before. Well, I, th- I started thinking about it when I was learning astrology, and I'd mm-hmm. go to other astrologers, and I'd say, okay, so if we, if we cast charts for the moment of birth, mm-hmm. why are we not casting charts for the moment of death? For one thing, we're a lot more aware of people's lives after mm-hmm. they've lived them, so we have that we have that access, and everyone wants to know that the people that have died have gone on to something hopefully yeah. bigger and better, and an exit chart can definitely show that. Yeah, I, that's a fabulous idea. Actually, I really that's really interesting. Obviously, it loved ones would have to do it for their friends or family after they pass. This is not a pre, it's not like you do exit (laughs) charts saying, okay, this is going to be the day of your death. You know, nobody really wants to know that, you know. And you can't really (laughs) tell that too, because in everybody's life, there are multiple opportunities for exits. Yes. So nobody can look at your chart and say, oh, this is when you will die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have a lot of opportunities. Are we going to take this exit point? Maybe we'll say, no, I'm not ready yet. And I'll right? take it. Another one will come down yeah. the line. Yeah, so um, we only have a couple minutes. So I want to talk. Okay, so this book, Gently Haunted, True Stories from the Haunted Antique Shop, is very specific to her shop and the town. But you've written some other books about Tarot. So you want to share a little bit about that, about some of the other well, things that you do? Personally, I think my best book about tarot is called Tarot and Astrology because it goes card by card through every image in the tarot card deck and describes its astrological correspondences. Mm-hmm. I'm also really proud of tarot for writers and astrology for writers because it brings both subjects down to earth so that anybody can use it either for um, writing fiction or writing memoir because it taps into the whole power of mythology and history, and legend, myths, fables, so many opportunities for using cards and stars to really unify our stories. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you have a lot of, you you share in in this book, all the other books that you have out there, so that's good to know. Uh, Do you do private readings anymore, or do you not do that? I do. No, I do. I do them here at the shop, and I do them online, and you can find all the information about them on hauntedantiqueshop.com. Oh, good. That's good to know, because people love to have their cards read, right? You know? (laughs) 
Yeah. They love that. Their cards are red. So are you a writer at heart? Is that what your first love is? That's what you like to do, sit down and write? And... Yes. And, and lately yeah. I've been working on more fiction. So that's been a lot of fun, too. Oh, that's good. Are you writing? Does it have like a metaphysical element to it or spiritual, like mystical element to your fiction? So the book I'm currently working on is actually called The Enchanted Antique Shop. Ooh, I love it. See, I love books. I lo I, I'm a big fiction. I mean, I read nonfiction all the time, especially with every week. Right. I have a lot of authors on guests, but I love fiction and I love fiction that has like a kind of a magical, mystical element to yeah. it. Yeah. Paranormal oh, fiction is so fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. And I know just from writing the little writing that I do, how, how much work it entails. So that's great that you can do all that. Um, is there anything that I didn't get to ask you or share about that you want to share with the audience today? Well, I just would invite people to either come see us if they're ever in the Orlando area into land or check us out online at Haunted Antique Shop. Mm. And on yeah, social media. And on social media. Because DeLand yeah. is not far from Orlando. Everybody kind of knows where Orlando is, but people don't necessarily right. know. So how far is DeLand from Orlando? It's about half an hour, 40 minutes. We're kind of tucked in between Orlando and Daytona Beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a cute little town. Like I said, it's been it's years super cute little been town. Super cute little town. Well, it's been really interesting. And I have to say, I learned a lot from reading your book that I didn't know um, oh, before. I'm glad. So yeah, it was really, really interesting. And and I had no idea so much history, some things about Florida that I didn't even know. So I appreciate that. So you guys check out her book, Gently Haunted. Thank you, Corrine, so much for being here with me. I was such a pleasure. Check her out, greenkenner.com. Okay, thanks guys for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave and wishing everyone a wonderful week filled with joy, abundance, and love. Peace. <laughs>